0: Higher, higher, baby Can you feel it, feel it, feel it? Can you feel the same? We shy that I sound so high yeah, we for been making yeah, it all that way so rough Roma, let's smoke, yeah, yeah. got to get high I've been high since the last song And I just been smoking
1: and smoking
0: Smoke another blood, roll another up You
2: know that we can really ease your mind
1: but they didn't know how like Smith
2: fly. If everybody smoked a blubberly, the mind the work could be a better place. If everybody took a break
3: and we all just get wasted
0: smoke. Good afternoon you're listening to Cannabis corner on WHlp one o three point five Fm broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and newhavenindependent.org. We're also streaming live on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash Independent, or go to your Facebook page and look us up. You can also hit see first to hear and see all the great programs we have on WNHHLP. And just a reminder, you can watch us live on YouTube, the Greenhaven Media Facebook page, and ProCannabisMedia.com. So uh, we're trying to get the word out there and spread it out. All right. It is Monday, November the 6th, 2023. Welcome to Canvas Corner. I am your host, Joe LaChance. And of course, Joe the Weed Guy. I am joined by my famous partner.
2: <laughs> oh, Uncle I love my little guy. <laughs>
0: I you love
2: how you're so your kind.
0: Friend, Mr. Friend. <laughs> how all you right. doing, Uncle
2: Lou? <laughs> Every week that. I try to
0: come up with a new adjective. I'm I having,
2: love it. You you are you are you're like a, a good friend and a hype man all at the same time. So I have to say we all need it. And I'm very excited about life and everything else in general. Um yeah, I'm doing well, brother. Doing well. I appreciate the kind words. Who else do we have with us?
0: Oh, well, of course, <laughs> with Kristen's corner, she's over there in the other corner. Uh, we yeah. have classic Kristen, Kristen Souza, and she's the uh, owner of Sugar Leaf Boutique, and she's here. She's going to tell us about what's going on in Connecticut, uh, all the great events, but let's have a little chat quick, some news coming out of the state last week they have increased limits of purchases per transaction from one quarter ounce to one half ounce so that is good news for the consumers they don't have to bop around and go to different uh dispensaries they can get at least a half ounce at once now
2: yeah well it opens up it's nice you know that it, and I so it took this is November the beginning of November so it happened at the end of October it took 10 months for them to research that it'll be okay if people purchase more with two new growers uh, getting their okays and opening up. Right. I hope and I will just say to keep pushing that it's not another 10 months before we get that half ounce limit to an ounce bounced yeah. up to an ounce. I think that we should, yeah. as people, make Push sure to let yeah. everybody know and let the DCP know that, you know. Within five months or within four months, we're looking for the next increase.
0: For the ounce, because, you know? yes, I agree with
2: you. Because adult use is a lot, and that's going to go up until we reach the adult use limit, which is an ounce and a half. Right. Um. So, if it's that it took 10 months right now, I would say it shouldn't take any more than 10 months to get our full limit. Full ounce. You know what I yeah.
0: mean? I mean... I was looking when I saw this story, and I know I was going on the radio to talk about it. I researched a little bit about what other, other states do. And the average is an ounce. There are some yeah. states that do more. I mean, New York is three ounces, I believe. But mass is an ounce.
2: Yep. Colorado's is an, an ounce.
0: ounce. It, it seems to be the, the mean average. And that's what we should at least shoot for for now. And, and I
2: remember, feel- this is a day. This is not for the whole month or anything. This yeah. is an ounce this a day. Just, yes, right, right. Because yeah. who wants
0: to go keep bopping around the dispensaries? I want my ounce. That's about what I do a month. And I want it at once. I don't want it have to go buy back four times.
2: <laughs> right, right. So if I wanted, like if I wanted, I could go in every day and pick up an ounce. If I smoke a half ounce a day, I want to be able to smoke a half ounce a day and not have to worry about getting to the next day. So everybody has different even if it's edibles or oils or whatever it is, you have to be able to get it, you know, maybe yeah. I use a, an oil that I make into a suppository or something like that. And I need that quarter ounce of wax to make that month's suppository right. or that month's edibles or that month's drops. I right. don't want to have to be limited so much that we're able to pick up those items and I'm still able to smoke, you know? So yeah. an ounce a day, is not, again, it, that's realistic for an individual who's not looking to be in the black market. And even right. though, even those, even, I remember when I first started selling weed, I was 16 years old. I'd probably go through an ounce in like two or three days selling it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, and then, to, to and, you know, it was nickel bags. And this was, I'm talking, <laughs> I am 40 years old now. So this was, you know, uh, 25 years ago. You know, you'd survive doing it. You're 16 years old, going to school back and forth. You're selling nickels and dimes. You know, so a 20 bag was the big bag you had. So you go through an ounce every two or three days. You know, I used to do joints, dude, bro. It. That's it. <laughs> right. So now, now say you're a 25 year old dude and you only move, you know, one or two ounces a week. You know, maybe you do a QP a week. You could still purchase a QP a week if you had, you know what I mean? You just have to go on every day. you're
0: paying taxes on it, I don't know. I and it's still not as
2: bad. You know, it'll get down to the point.
0: Well, this is what I I wanted. You know, I'm saying I go to
2: Massachusetts. and pick up that hundred dollar ounce. Right, a happy little ass back. You know what I mean? Right, it'll it'll get to the point. And they are. And I remember back in the day when Theraplan had the hundred dollar ounces for medical. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So they can do it. Because I looked at a menu. I went to a grand opening and they handed me the menu, and I'm like, 48 bucks (laughs) for an eighth. And then you gotta pay the adult use. Then you gotta at least pay that tax on that. (laughs) That's for the top end cure leaf stuff.
2: $48
0: for an eighth. Because there
2: are there are $25 apes.
0: You yes, know. shake. It's shake.
2: It's second it's car. It.
0: <laughs> I mean, that, look, that's what they got to work on is the prices. And again, as the supply increases, right, there's- I'm just there. throwing it
2: everywhere. Right. <laughs> I it. Just throw I it. Mean, $25, Lou. Come on. <laughs> what is, that's why it grows on trees, though, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah. Not to, I, I advocate for, uh, you don't catch me growing in there right now. No. I I grow, I grow my own and I'm okay with that. And I share and we do all the things that are within the laws in whatever places we are. I do stop into the adult youth dispensaries because, you know, I own one now. <laughs> so I, I should support those other ones that are actually social equity applicants and actually doing their thing. Right, um, I, I agree. I still haven't been into any of the corporate ones because I just doesn't really tickle my fancy one just yet. But <laughs> there are a couple that are, you know, locally owned and locally sourced. We I, we have a guest coming on soon that's going to talk Local about business, himself. right? You yep. know what I mean? Ancillary businesses. Business, and I apologize. He's completely plant touching, not an ancillary business. I apologize.
0: Right, he's licensed and everything, but it's different. Yep. He's and not growing. He's not growing. He's not a, a dispenser.
2: Right. I I know it's him and his do- him and his son. Son's a great guy as well. Young homie's doing his thing, and he's he supported his son, and he supported the people around him, and he's really putting in social equity procedures and practices. We were able to go. We'll talk about all this stuff yeah, later. Yeah, with but, him.
0: Yeah, no, he's a great guy. He's in. He's involved in a lot of things that I want to. Yeah, I want to touch base with him.
2: A, a production license, manufacturing license
0: stuff. So. Yes, it's so a
2: licensed per- individual.
0: Yes, sir. I want more of them. So Kristen. Yes, sir. Tell us what's going on (laughs) in the state. What can we expect this week? What's fun?
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things ramping up this week. So we were like, I was putting the list together and like it was getting long, which is not a bad thing. Um, So one thing that's going on, the Connecticut psychedelic community, the group is called the Connecticut for Accessible Psychedelic Medicine. So CAPM is their acronym and their website and all that. Um, but they've got a couple events coming on this week. So on the 9th, they're having a meeting in collaboration um, with Wholeness House, Aaron Doolittle, and they'll be doing something over there. So you can register for the meeting. It's more of like an informational type thing about what will be going on in legislation this session and ways that folks that are interested in legalization of psychedelics and psilocybin can be a part of that um so there's a zoom link on their website and instagram and or i'm sorry a registration link and the zoom link and location will be revealed once you register for it but it is um,
0: also in person as well correct
3: yeah it looks like you can do either so they're just letting the locate it i believe it's at wholeness house because it's in collaboration with her but and their, the, their yeah, website the can of
0: warriors are involved with that too as well
3: more than likely i i believe yeah. so yeah um, okay,
0: and what else is up? Yeah,
3: and then that same group the following day on the 10th, they're doing a psychedelic healing documentary night. So they've got their info session on the 9th, and then they're doing kind of like a, a meet and greet with a documentary on how psychedelics can be used for mental health and healing the following day. So 9th and 10th, if you're interested in mushroom all day. of that. Yeah, we'll call it Mushroom Days. <laughs>
0: psychedelic Days. All right, remember that this week. So what else is going on?
3: Yeah, so um, this one is not Connecticut local, but I definitely thought it was worth mentioning. So the Harvest Cup. Cup is coming up um that's oh, 10, yes, and the 11th
0: weekend yeah yeah right on
3: i think a lot of people know about it but for those that you don't the harvest cup is the new england cannabis competition and because most of new england is green connecticut's involved mass uh oh my god vermont let me think i'm Maine. very
2: happy i'm and very excited about that yeah I-, I was actually a judge for one of the I- categories this year yeah i was so,
0: a-, a sponsor of the first one <laughs>
2: right so the harvest cup and we actually the Present Naturals, uh Coast to Coast, me and Ashley we were, we were at, in the very first Harvest Cup. That's where I we was,
0: debuted yeah, We were both our, there. Uh, yeah. That's
2: where Love we that. go Joe's was there. It was a yeah. great time. So the Harvest that was great to to put that one out there, Kristen. Um Harvest Cup, yeah. I think you'll make sure you at least have like what's going on in Massachusetts, New Road uh, Well, Rhode it's Island, close New enough York. to
0: drive. It's at the right. D.C. Yeah.
2: center in Worcester. I right.
3: mean, Worcester.
0: you just ride up to uh, <laughs> Worcester. It's no problem.
3: Uh, it's a quick shot. Yeah, that's a very close drive.
0: It's right. But yeah. So, okay. <laughs> i love uh, how you said
3: Worcester. I mean, it's the correct tenth and eleventh.
0: If you're, you know, if you're a grower, go on up there. You're going to meet a lot of other growers. Yeah, lot, right on. A lot of good vendors. A lot of great stuff over there, right in Worcester.
2: Yeah, so, if you're if you're a local dude who wants to grow or does grow. Definitely pick up some seeds. Uh, last year's Harvest Cup is where I picked up the, I saw Ethos Genetics there, and I picked up uh, what I grew this year. I grew all the Grandpa Stash line was what they used it, what they called it. It was uh, Clementine, Peach Crescendo, Crestrendo, um, Starkiller. There was a couple, like, it was six strains that were crossed with Grandpa Stash, which is one of their proprietary brands as well. So, like, I got those seeds up there, and it provided the entire summer. There was probably four or 5,000 cuts that came out of that pack of seeds. The pack of seeds was $250. Please make sure you understand when you're going to buy seeds, they are expensive. Yeah, you you can get the cheap uh, stuff. You can get the $20, uh,
0: $50 packs,
2: but they're not. They don't do the same. It uh, It was six trains with three seeds each. So that gives you 21 seeds. That's not bad. And, and $250. It's yeah, not bad. So.
0: No, that's a good deal. Because sometimes you just get, what, six seeds for 50 yeah. bucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah so a that's great, a good deal. because of the branding and everything that goes there. So this was definitely a dope event. Just please make sure to get out there. Go have a good time. It's not expensive. Uh, last year, our good friend, uh, Janet, got married there. You know, like, so there's so much stuff that happens. And it's a great, great great time definitely that was a good one that was definitely a good
0: one Kristen all right and Uh, I heard that there's a meeting this week in Meriden CCSBA
3: yep so that is um the Connecticut Cannabis Small Business Alliance those meetings are the second Thursday of every month so this one's coming up on Thursday um it's in Meriden at the turnkey center turnkey location very easy to find right off the highway um so yeah that's their monthly meeting and if any of you are following them online um that group just launched a kind of kickstarter fundraising campaign to go towards and, and they go into great detail about you know what the funds will be raised for just kind of operational expenses for the group and also maybe you know perhaps getting us as a community lobbyists um out in Hartford to represent you know Cannabis yeah, no, business. they got a
0: lot of good things going on. Um, I think they're just getting started. I am a member, um, and I know they have packages on there for low as $50 to be a supporter. But, exactly. you know, you need money to get things going. Not a lot of us are rich, especially after a lot of these people are CBD people, so <laughs> they don't have a lot of money.
3: That's right? No, I'm glad you mentioned that I hate too. To so they're say that. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'll take one for the team. I'm one of the CBD ancillary people, and. <laughs> You know, so, yeah, so that was nice that they have kind of, a, you know, it's not one set amount. It's sort of what you can afford to be a part of it. Yeah. And it's not ranked voting where you're, you know, if you pay a thousand dollars, you get a bigger say in the group. It, it doesn't work quite like that. No. You'll get maybe some additional marketing or your logo on the website, which is very valuable. Um, but your voice is just as loud if you pay 50 as if you pay a thousand. So it's really just about being yeah. involved, networking, um, you know, being a part of something that's just kind of kicking off in Connecticut. Yeah.
0: And that's open to anybody, social equity applicants, licensed people. So we're
2: we're in the process of actually joining as well. And we're going to join at that business level. So it's just, we got to get some revenue through the door. Got to open up. It's important, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. But you did have a good
0: milestone, correct?
2: Uh, We're very excited. Um, The vault went in at the dispensary and uh, we passed our 25% inspection. So we're very excited, which means DCP has come in. They've checked things out twice. Now I got three more of those inspections to go. It's all just milestones through the through the construction build. But officially, the location is 25% built out. Nice. So. That's Congratulations, awesome. Congratulations,
0: yeah. Luke. I can't you know, wait to see that place open.
2: It's, it's a, a lot of work, right? <laughs> it is a lot. And it's scary. And it's... It's... It's tough. It's really it tough because I like, yeah. we don't have an unlimited budget. <clears throat> you know, when you take on this space, you take your partner on or whatever you do, it doesn't guarantee that you have endless amounts of money. And, you know, unless you're like with one of the established people in the state, everybody who was established in the state already had this in their budgets and they were able to do it. But when you start as a brand new company, Brand new, everything. Everybody understands the the trials and tribulations that come with funding, the trials and tribulations that come with construction. So <clears throat> it's 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 a very stressful thing, and it's not cheap. They didn't make it cheap um, or easy, or easy. They made it very limited, and it is you know even from the inside, I'm complaining about it. I don't you know <laughs>
3: not complaining, but uh, I have was- a
2: lot of the same criticisms that the people on the outside have as well, I just make sure, and I believe my place is to at least make sure to make those things known on all my platforms. So when right. I do have the DCP in my building asking me if I have any questions and I'm able to ask those questions directly to those individuals, I think that's more of what we have to have in this, in this space. Right, there, open communication, yeah. Because with twenty-six or twenty-seven dispensaries currently, because there's a new one opening every week, just about.
0: I just saw and, another one opening up at the end of the month.
2: Right. So there's 40 that are op- that will open within the next three to four months.
0: Yeah. And so, and so that's that's
2: this, gonna, this is where we're gonna get that one ounce. <laughs> right. And meaning that there's more than now one a week that's going to open coming soon, realistically. Yeah. So I think once the new year starts, it'll start being one or two dispensaries a week opening up for the first two or three months, you know, because that's just where constructions and timelines start to fall right now. But that's where we need to continue to have that connection with the social equity applicants, connection with those that still have some control over their business and have those conversations and work that because not everybody is the cure leaf or the, or the, um, or, or the
0: truly 90, you know, right any of those nice people.
2: And even those very nice people. And then now we're even seeing the dispensaries getting into that, you know, yes. fine pedal uh, they were the local guys. They are the local guys. They're, the, know, local MS, Venom,
0: they're the local MS. They're the local
2: MSO that started yeah. in Connecticut because they have operations in five other states now, and they're right. getting a grower. And you know we have
0: mean? the so luxury
2: and the ability right. to talk to this guy. Could you ever talk right. to Boris? No, we're not. I don't I don't think we're inviting Boris on the show, bro. <laughs> no, but we,
0: this guy will come on the show and talk to us, and he's still very accessible, and his staff, that's, I mean, yeah, you say what you want, yes, he's grown. But he started
2: here and he stayed here.
0: And I got to give him credit.
2: And I'll even give that regard. You know, we and that's where the access to the community and access to the industry. This is the show that's cross sectoring it because we have access to Kibra. Kibra is our co-host forever. And she's opening up her her dynasty that she's going to start up for her family and for everything. And we have direct access to Kibra. Kibra speaking the word. She's doing the same advocacy harder than ever. Right. We also have Janice from Let's Grow. uh, I apologize. Keeper is Lit New Haven. So shout out to Lit New Haven. Then we also have Janice. Janice is here. Janice and David. Janice is from Hartford. David's from New Haven. They have Let's Grow Hartford. You know? So these are all individuals that will be opening up dispensaries that are from this community.
0: This community that that were
2: actually part of the fight. That were part of it, that actually worked on all these things. And I remember. Big shout out to to Jocelyn with Shangri-La. You know, we keep opening up who these people are and there's a ton of access and this is where now these individuals, remember, we we get to speak to the regulators and doesn't say we can't speak, you know, let's speak and it's hard. Let's speak. That's open. Yeah, let's have have one one voice. voice. Right. And it just creates that space throughout the whole thing because There is the large players in cannabis. Then there are the small. Like, there's still one dispensary that is only one dispensary in Tomston, Connecticut.
0: They're coming on the show at the end of the month.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, like, there's still that mom and pop aspect. When you say all the dispensaries. That's what I liked
0: about them, yeah. They're
2: the only ones that held out in the medical market. Use their own money. Right. And that's where a lot of individuals that are in this place, like... David and Janice—that's money from Connecticut. Heber, money from Connecticut. Jocelyn's doing what she's got to do. I'm doing what I got to do. A lot of that money is coming from the local area, you know, and it's being built by these individuals. And it's gonna—it's amazing to watch this journey. And I know I'm just him and hawing right now, but it's cool. Like I sat in that room and I'm the CEO, and yep, they're asking me all the questions, and I'm like, I am holy crap. What did we? What? Are, what did I put myself in? And I know everybody else is feeling that as well. Yeah. Anybody
0: who's getting involved in the industry is feeling the same thing. I'm sure when we talk to Paul, uh, when he gets on, he'll be saying the same thing. It's, you know, this is the growing pains, growing phase of the industry. And it's important. This is why the community is so important. That's your base. That's your foundation. You got to keep it strong. If the community is not strong, the foundation will crumble. So, Kristen, do we have any other dates, anything
3: else? Oh, what did I have? Um, a couple of quick ones. So Connecticut, um, they started up there after uh, weekend hikes again. So they're going to be doing a hike this weekend. Um, so shout out for Matt Terpene Finder and my friend Sammy. She's Beach kitten, and they've been kind of leading the pack on those um, those hikes. So they're really fun. Very low key. I-, I make fun. I'm like, you know, I failed gym class in high school. I'm not the most athletic girl in the world and I can handle these hikes. They tend to try to do like low impact kind of you're not like scaling walls of rocks or anything so if you're hesitant to go because you don't think that you could keep up they're actually pretty mellow so they're going to be meeting in new hartford this week so go to connecticut's um instagram or their website but those hikes are really fun and it's you know kind of low-key you show up you share your flower or whatever you've got and you call just kind of walk around and get ripped together and it's it's a really good time you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to smoke absolutely you do not have to. thank you you. (laughs) there's no peer pressure Right, it's just right, welcome right. if you'd like to. It's 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 a f- cannabis friendly affair, but you certainly do not have to. And in fact, Sammy's not. So the girl that you said is not.
2: Yeah, I think it's more about the acceptance portion of it, not necessarily the cannabis portion of it. Thank you for reframing that. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, because it's we all accept who we are, our, our fitness levels, our want to do outside things, our want to smoke, our want to smoke outside. You know, things like that. It's all ties ties in. Yeah, I like it.
0: Because we used uh, to have to all the time. That's the only way we could. I'm in the woods.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hiding behind a dumpster or something. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm from the city. We did hide behind dumpsters. I was
2: to
0: <laughs> in the alley. Yeah, for sure.
3: I was like I was a bartender. You'd like sneak out to the back of the parking lot and just like hang out behind the dumpster. It was it's a very classy location.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I used to do a ride right in the walk-in freezer.
2: You know I'm- what, Joe? As a cook, I used to do that I... all the time. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Oh, we closed God. the kitchen. And we yeah. go right in the walk-in. The nighttime yeah. bar manager would be drinking a beer. The the waitress was cursing out her boyfriend on the phone, and we'd be in the back smoking a joint in the walk-in. In the Ooh, walk-in, man. absolutely. You know, right. and absolutely. Yeah. like, and for some reason, you swear nobody's gonna smell it outside they're like because of the,
0: the, the, the cold it's the fridge it's got a fan it's, right it's got a fan it's cold it's sealed and, you know i loved sealed. when the
3: kitchen crew went into the fridge to restock i was like hang on i'll be right back i gotta go get some lemons <laughs>
0: <laughs> that must be a common thing then <laughs>
3: Absolutely. i spent,
2: I spent like, so many months. before the weed world i was de- i did restaurants and me i too, me too yep I did restaurants and nightclubs, and that's that's what it was. I'd have bars. I'd work a 12-, 13-hour <laughs> shift behind a bar. And um, in the mall, oh, in the Connecticut mall during Christmas, working uh, a 14-hour bar shift, I, you'd make great money. You know what I mean? You'd make amazing yeah. money. But you were high the entire time, and then you'd get drunk by the end of your shift. And it, it, it was, man. Fun time the Wednesday fun. before Thanksgiving, like the oh, biggest that's coming up too. Yeah, that's good thing I don't drink like that no more. Oh,
0: <laughs> so was... Kristen, you let's uh,
2: <laughs> pause here, let's wrap it up
0: real
3: so quick. I will wrap it up real quick. Honestly, my last plug, not necessarily specific to cannabis, but still super important. Tomorrow is the day y'all should go out and vote. It is a super hyper hyper local elections, So you'll be voting for municipal folks, but planning and zoning matters a lot. If you want to get the cannabis. Mayors, president. I see a lot mayors, of mayors. board of ed, common council, yeah. you know, all of that. These so These are the um, people that
2: change the laws in your local town. Yes. yes. Kristen, so, would you agree? These are the ones who are going to say they can't, that you can't do this in that town. Absolutely.
3: They are okay. the ones. So, so these not only are the vote ones. for them, but shake the hands and kiss the babies because they can't stand right outside the polls because that's voter manipulation. But you'll see them hanging out on the sidewalks tonight and tomorrow yeah. nearby. And do Walk some up research. and introduce
0: yourself. See where they stand on cannabis. Do some research on them. You know, yeah. be your candidate. Don't just vote because he has a cool, cool name. Right. You know? <laughs> or he's from right. your party. <laughs> You know, you got to research, research, research because you're right.
2: These are those zoning meetings that'll last four hours because they're anti-cannabis or something
0: like that. You got to have the right people. Yes. Yeah.
3: Um, so, yeah, last quick plug. If you don't know where you're supposed to vote or you don't know who's going to be on your ballot, you can go to the ct.gov website. And I also put a couple of like links on my stories and Instagram if you follow me. So just click in and you can see who's on your ballot. You can see where you need to go. If your polling location has changed, that way you don't show up tomorrow and get all irritated that you're at the wrong location or, or whatnot. But that is okay. it for Kristen's Corner.
0: Well, thank sure you for the go PSA. Vote. Go vote. Vote for your mayor. Vote for your local representatives all right so with us now we have on the on the line with us paul Travellino. and paul is a connecticut native native and the founder of enlightened foods llc which now holds a provisional cannabis food and beverage license enlightened will focus on creating safe effective and discreet and novel products that fulfill the customer and patient needs welcome paul how are you doing today
1: guys thanks for having me sorry about the uh apparently my computer doesn't want to run zoom today so i'm on my phone hope it comes through (laughs) (laughs)
2: okay
1: yeah we couldn't even tell brother
2: it's so great to see you super excited to have you on the show today man
1: lou great to see you sorry there's a couple pieces of glass in between us not for long though good seeing you that's right brother (laughs) Super excited, super excited.
2: Joe's going to go in and do his uh, whole thing. Go ahead, Joe. All
0: right. So, Paul, um, Enlightened Foods has a provisional license. So you did get licensed by the state. Yeah. What, What was it that made you decide to go for that type of license to get in? You know, were you interested in cannabis before? Have you been working behind, you know, doing things in the industry before this? What made you interested in starting your own cannabis company
1: so what happened in early 21 was it seemed like it was going to pass so i started to dig in and started to absorb everything i could i don't have a food and beverage background mm-hmm. uh i i um uh, other than past use i don't i've never been a grower or anything like that uh i do lou will tell you he's met my son i have a son who was arrested in high school Okay. And victim of the
0: war on drugs
1: and well, uh, you know, tall, 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 yes, tall kid. But, you know, um, dad was able to scrape up enough money for a good lawyer. Right. Uh, not everybody in his situation, even friends of his, not so much. Right. So. Right. Right. Um, so we kind of take that part very seriously. It's, you know, say what you will about whatever they've created in Connecticut. I, I like the social equity framework. Y- you know, there's no state that's gotten it right. I guess it's fair to say. Or very true. And at least we had it from the start. We we Many did. the states are... had to pay like, catch up. Colorado. Colorado is still trying right? to figure Massachusetts out. Massachusetts didn't have it yeah. in there. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we we decided to, well, we would have loved a, a micro cultivator license. I, I like to grow. But um, honestly, food and beverage made a lot of sense, mm-hmm. partially because I see opportunities to create form factors that allow people to utilize the plant and not necessarily have to smoke or vape, which is, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it depends who you are and where you're at, where it's possible. I mean, there, you know, a lot of people can't have lung issues.
0: What happened?
2: I think he just, uh, something might've happened with his phone, but (laughs) on that, on that note, he'll just, he will pop in and it's really amazing because Him and his son travel to all these places together. He's being real humble right now. But it's a family affair. You know what I mean? Um, His son is a grown man, like the rest of us. uh, Right. And I'm super excited to see them. And then for myself, because I do do this with my parents as well. My mother has a portion of the dispensaries. And my parents came to everything. And, you know, the big part of it is to see him and his son together doing this shows that real family business that's doing these things and i think that that's that type of ethos and that type of uh individuals that we need in this place you know
0: there you yeah. go paul <laughs> expound on the family business
1: aspect of it so, so you know here, here's the thing I, I i have a lot of conversations with other people who have licenses both on the cannabis end of things and also people who are on the hemp side of things industry, right yeah, and I hate to call it aside because it's the same plant, but my, I, I'm not going to ba- – look, some people think MSO is really a four-letter word. I don't know that all people that operate in multiple states are bad, right?
0: No, but, We're talking about that earlier.
1: Yeah, I think I think what I'm looking for, what I hope for is a path for anybody who wants to be involved with the plant. And that's kind of the, the way it was forever, you know, uh, except for Anslinger and all of his nonsense back in the 30s we probably would know a lot more about this plant a lot more about how the mm-hmm. molecules affect humans we'd be we so i'm pretty
0: don't you, you're going to get yeah. me mad now this yeah. is why i
1: became an activist <laughs> i don't want to do that yeah but what i what i what i do <laughs> think you know we we do have an opportunity here to to do uh, to do good and do well and those are different things but they go together and in terms of it being a family business, a lot of people say, you know, what are you trying to do here? You're going to build something up and hope to be acquired. It's like, if I'm doing my job, I have customers who are educated and have access to the stuff they need, whether they consider it medicine or recreation. And so although I'm interested in edibles, I you know, I think beverages as a, a subset of that. Yeah, absolutely. Is They're cool. Yeah. Um, I you know, I think about vaporization. Um, I think about things like almost like a, a puffer that uh, somebody who has asthma a, as a delivery method. I, I personally like live rosin vapes is my favorite. Right. right. And or, or or just using a tincture bottle, full spectrum tincture. That's that's mostly how I consume if I'm not burning leaf. And, you know, I think I think trying to figure out what Connecticut's going to need. In the short term is going to be kind of interesting because we've we've seen it. I mean, I, I'm 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 saddened by the the lack of products for for patients. When mm-hmm. I go into a dispensary, the question I ask the person helping me, bud tender, sales associate, is, "What do your customers come in and ask for that they don't they don't get?" And if I get an informed and engaged bud tender answering that question, they are really concerned about what patients don't have. Um, it's, it's they're never bashing any of the products. But they they have people who come into the dispensary who aren't getting what they need at this point.
0: Well, yeah, that is true.
1: The other thing I think that kind of makes what I like about cannabis is it's hard and hard's not for everybody. And I think if you're willing to do hard, mm. then then go for it.
0: yeah, um, yeah. So
1: that's part of it. That it's very difficult. It.
2: So, Paul, yeah, and, I would love to continue the conversation just a little bit more. When do you yeah. guys think we're going to be
1: open? Uh, well, we – so we're, we're a little held up right now for our location because of some zoning issues. I heard you guys talking about that a minute ago. But um, we uh, – the building I'm going to end up in, I found in February and went to pick a, lo- a location within that building in March. The listing broker kind of screwed me out of the location – So I found another one. Then somebody else came in and took the entire floor. So I am in the basement of a building uh, and I've got about 2,300 square feet and I'm just waiting for uh, certain things to be signed off on. And then we're going to start our build out. So I would like to say any day now, but it's going to be early next year. Um, (laughs) A a lot, a lot of people in the same are in the same boat. I I mean,
0: absolutely.
1: You know, I think that that touches on
2: to our conversation that we have fairly regularly, the time frame that this takes, you know, you said you found that building in February. It's yeah. November, you yeah. know, we're seeing, and I'm, I'm in the same boat with a lot of things as well. We were talking about my location in Stanford. I'm going, I found it in, in December of last year. So I'm at a year fighting to just get permission to start architectural builds for a space that I've been working on a year, Yep. you know? So that's, we're it's finding insane. that all over and it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough because, like we were saying,
1: go vote because that's a big part of it. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, it is. And, you know, I, I, you probably know in Stanford, there are a couple of things going on. There's a charter revision question, yep. which is very contentious. And that's all being played oh, yeah, out. You're within, in
0: Stanford as well. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's yep. all being played out within one party. So please, please go vote. Um, yeah. I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to pick a side. Yeah, yes. I think it's vote. No, we
2: keep it even just go vote. And it's tough because they bring that up in every single meeting. There's. It's like it doesn't matter what meeting it is, it's we're contending this because we have a charter revision and we're going through the motions, just making sure everybody knows that. So yeah. it's a huge thing. Uh, there, there, yeah, there
1: are a bunch of people in Stanford who are uh voting or not voting, they that sued the city because they're they claim that oh, yeah. everything gets yeah, and you know, there, there's a hilarious kind of thing about that lawsuit. Well, there were three three things about that lawsuit. One one they said it's cost you know, Raraka, the Law that passed in Connecticut is unconstitutional because it's federally illegal. The second thing they said was the uh, the Social Equity Council was not properly seated because it's, it violates the uh, U.S. Constitution's one-man-one one vote, and everybody on the committee basically does not represent the state, meaning it's all black and brown people. So they could have been a little bit more direct and, and racist and said, um, you don't have any white people, so it's not okay. But they they they, they kind of couched it in these BS constitutional term, really that really pissed me off. The other thing they said though what when they when they sued the city was that people on the boards uh, the planning board and the and the uh, zoning board everything they've passed should be null and void because they are beyond their terms. Well, newsflash guys, they're allowed to be held over if there's not you know, if like there's not a new person in place.
3: I love how yeah. you are explaining this like right on. <laughs> it's
1: just freaking insane and you know i look i I don't necessarily like that there have been there's been all sorts of stuff built in connecticut i'm sorry in in stanford and the traffic is as bad as it is but i've lived in cities all my life i was born in new haven i was raised in bridgeport for most of my my youth and i'm living in stanford now i mean i'm pretty much a city boy um, you are completely territory. a city boy. <laughs> yeah,
2: as much yeah, as you, you can be in
1: Connecticut, it. right? I mean, you can, we, me can we talk? Can we talk about immigration? Like, I mean, you know, my my grandparents came here in the early 1900s, and the reason I can't speak Italian is because my uh, my mother was never taught it because her grand my grandparents didn't want her to learn the language and wanted her to assimilate. It's like, right. it, It's okay. It's okay to come come here as long you know, just come here, but just shut the door behind you. Is that okay? So I, I really have a hard time with a lot of this stuff. I mean, I um look, I, I've worked for both parties up in Hartford. Um, believe it or not, 30 years ago I worked in the legislature and I changed parties while I was there. Um I, I think I hit my head when, when that happened. Not gonna but ask
0: you from what to what, but no, no. Well, no I, was in,
1: no, I no, worked no. I worked in I was I was a Democrat and I changed parties. So I, I worked in the O'Neill administration uh for a little bit for one session, then I went and worked for the judiciary committee. Uh, for uh, Senator Avalon and Representative Tulsano. Rich Tulisano married w- my wife and I. Uh, just <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay, rest his soul. And I, yep. um, but I, I thought the Democrats were spending too much money and not managing the budget in my youthful, uh, you know, opinion on the world. And I went and worked for the House Democrats for uh, a little bit of while. And I, I also went to law school for a couple of years. And then I famously imploded about halfway through law school. Basically, my job in politics ate law school, and law school ate my job in politics, and I got kicked out of both.
0: That wasn't. <laughs> that was a sign.
1: Yeah, ignominious <laughs> then to just get the hell out and go do other things. So, um, but but it, but, it, but it did sort of inform kind of how I, I I view the world. And now when I look at what cannabis and hemp, really the same plant but named differently, have oh, to do yeah. to. To get to where we need to be you know there's really some bigger federal issues that i think are playing a part in what's going to happen in connecticut i was on the phone with one of the other food and beverage guys today and you know the dormant commerce clause interstate commerce rescheduling from schedule one to schedule three uh the fda the fda went in front of uh, congress and said I'm pretty sure you want us to be able to regulate CBD, but we can't do that because we don't have a framework that allows it. We have a nutraceutical framework and we have a vitamin framework and we have a pharmaceutical framework, but those don't really cleanly apply to CBD or cannabis or anything else. So you need to legislate for us to even be able to do it. And so the thing I'm worried about is not how many food and beverage or product manufacturer licensees are in Connecticut, I'm worried about GMO seeds. I'm worried about patents on novel cannabinoids uh, by pharmaceutical companies. I'm worried about Altria owning everything. So I'm here to work hard to lift everybody up. And I don't really care where you come from here. I just think if we're going to do this and do this right, we got to work together because the enemy is not. Yeah. The enemy is not not another person. No, 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 not at all. And it's hard for, it's hard for people to kind of understand that until they finally um,
0: evolve. You know, think about
1: yeah, <laughs> evolve yeah. But but here he, here all the different parts. are we just about talking
3: it. about this, Joe. Yeah.
1: But but I, I you know I will say that you know, I'm a member of a couple of different. I'm a member of the cannabis chamber. I'm a member of the Connecticut Small Business Cannabis Alliance. Um, you you could view those two groups as pot- potentially not looking to do the same things. I don't see it that way i don't
0: see it either it's just a difference in cost and their target where they're focusing
1: yeah i think they could
0: work together
1: yeah actually the thing i was going to do if i didn't get a license that god's honest truth i bought uh ctcana.org and i was going to create an uh, like a a ground-up cannabis alliance that was going to be focused on education and advocacy Yeah, you know and and so I think those things can be done through these organizations.
0: Like that's yeah, that's that's the job of a, a small business association well, or chamber I'm of a commerce.
1: Member of both as well at this point. And Deborah's an
2: amazing woman. Yeah, um, she's focused in in one avenue, and I love the crew over at the CT Small Business Alliance. Mike Goodenough is my primary contact, and yeah. Mike has been a great friend for a very, very, very long time, and uh, very excited about that as well. Um, but Mike's Absolutely. focus is very driven as well. And I think that they align for all of us because we don't have we're not owned by large corporations.
1: corporations you know what I mean? It's, right. it's so they're not paying
0: for our memberships.
1: <laughs> right. No, I mean, we need all the help we can get. And you know, here's yeah. this, here's what's not happening on the federal level. You have you have hemp associations lobbying and you have cannabis associations lobbying, and you have cannabis companies which are now shipping hemp derived D9 products all over the place so I yeah all them.
0: over i see advertisements on youtube twitter it's Cheech yeah. and chong are selling them and you, you everybody can... mood i see them all over the place
1: yeah i, I don't i don't want to go be a um i won't be a you can go into you can go into some liquor stores in yep. connecticut and get yep. i think up to five milligram feltzers And I I know for it. Yeah. And D9. And I know that the the hemp uh, manufacturers are now throttled to one milligram per serving and five per package. And really what that's ended up doing is gutting some of the larger format, full spectrum tinctures. So I I think I think there should be an opportunity this session to uh, revisit that with the legislature just to really understand, you know, I look, I'm not going to try to look into somebody's heart and soul and figure out where they come from. I think most people's motivation is, is reasonably good. And I think we just need to continue to have conversations because look, I, I was asked the question uh, by somebody who's a local politician when they were talking to me about citing my license here. And he said, I know your kids are older, but how do you feel about all this stuff and about smoke shops? And I was trying to explain the difference. Like, you know, everybody in Stanford thinks the smoke shop is the dispensary. Now they all yeah. have 21 plus banners up because they want to look like they're being good citizens but they're not. And you can walk into a smoke shop right now and buy counterfeit weed, You know, counterfeit products from California. You can buy legitimate California products that are backdoored yeah. out of California. It's 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 not, it's sort of an open secret in California that many of the manufacturers have to ship, put their stuff out their backdoor just to survive. And, and a lot of, I've been told by operators in California that some of the regulators know this happens but that these companies would go out of business if they didn't allow them to do that. So we ha- already have kind of de facto interstate commerce if we don't have de jure interstate commerce. Yeah.
0: And you're very right. I've seen it in smoke shops. And this is after October 1st.
1: And it's, after- And it's not. Yes. And it is not tested properly. And if it is tested, the COAs are not available. So what are you doing?
0: There were there were two, but this was of- their target, wasn't this? Why they put that bill in to get it out
1: I, of those I, I, places
0: like gas stations and smoke yeah. shops? Allegedly. Yeah,
1: I, gas station. The smoke shop thing is is hard to to regulate. It's got to be an enforcement issue. Um, I, I have started to have conversations with people at the state level about what bill we could pass to enable municipalities to properly regulate smoke shops stanford put a new law in so they passed an ordinance in in uh in july and Mm -hmm. yeah and that and that ordinance basically meant that every license has to go through a special permit process and it and it specified what zones different licenses could be in it's kind of curious that the lawsuit that the stanford neighborhoods coalition put forward would have tried to vacate that that law and that would have actually made it easier because the statute says that whatever is the like use of what you do? If you're a manufacturer, you go in the manufacturing zone. But since they don't understand that, I'm not going to spend a lot of time educating people who are yeah. mis- misguided and misdirected. But I think in terms of the smoke shops, there is a buffer, a setback that smoke shops and dispensaries now have from each other. But if you're already well, in place, you're no, grandfathered no, no. in. No, no, no. So it's smoke shop to smoke shop. The wording they use. Yeah. excluded
2: dispensaries. So that was one of their oversights. Not to not to say that the Stanford did anything wrong, because I'm still going through zoning. But the way they explained it to us was during our meeting, they realized that they didn't put a provision for dispensaries. To smoke and shops. smoke shops. Yeah. So it's smoke shop to smoke shop, because like you said, they already think, Smoke shops are dispensaries.
0: Oh, so that's how they worded it. Oh, okay. So, so they, it's tough.
2: So stupid
0: because it's yeah, tough, and, I,
2: and you're right. And I am, and I, and I. Everybody knows me. They know what I do. I did. I got arrested for growing and selling weed. It is what it is. So, and I believe, I believe the the educated cannabis entrepreneur who somebody is a CBD person. They're not opening head shops anymore. No. People who are CBD no. people are opening shops like Sugarly. You know what I mean? Like Better Ways. They're, They're opening not up right. education. They're opening up educational CBD stores where they push the idea that this is hemp. There is an aspect. There's education. There's apparel. And it's not the standard head shop that we love all the time. Don't get right. me not wrong. not
0: just bongs and pipes and papers. But and...
2: those stores that are opening up, those... Are definitely stores that are are backdooring things because yeah. I may or may not walk into a smoke shop to see if they sell me something.
3: Right. You know what I mean? I did
2: it. I'm not going to tell anybody, but when I people, you, I have tattoos on the side of my head. I reek of weed. Normally, people aren't like, "Oh, wait, that's the narc." I'm not <laughs> the narc, but <laughs> if I'm gonna walk in, and you're the first thing out of your mouth is, "Yo." I got eight for $25. I'm like, "Bro, I'm the wrong one to offer that to." So freely and easily, bro. Like, you're literally telling me this? I'm like, "Yo, I own a dispensary down the road." Oh. My bad. Right. Like, yeah, you but talk I, about it in you talk about I, it in I, New I York. Walk,
1: I walk in looking like me and they and they're like cuz I don't I'm not I I haven't found a tattoo I'd like to put on my body yet in 57 years. So I'm probably not going to start now. It's okay. But, they, but but I'll walk in, and they don't, they're don't. they unabashed. The stuff is in the glass cases, too. I mean, right, it is. right. To it's go. right for there everybody. in front.
0: Ready to go. Yep. For and, everybody. And then you ask him, he says, oh, no, that's just display. But then two minutes later, he's giving
1: you prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It happened to me more than once. And, me too. Um, I did it just for research. Like I
2: said, it happens the moment you walk in the door for everybody. Kristen's yep. going to walk in, and they're going to be like, dope. She wants extra. She looks like the... The super mom weed lady. She Let's looks go. like super
3: custy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: they're like mothers. Mothers like to smoke too. They probably smoke more than anybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. And, and shops like Kristen's right. or like Duncan's, you know, yeah, that's. No, I was going to say shops like Kristen's or Duncan's or Mike's. I mean, those are. That was a, a legitimate long-standing effort to be able to get people something that didn't exist elsewhere what what's really happened now is everything's kind of crashed down on top right. of each right. other and we need to sort it out and you know i as well-intentioned as many of the legislators and even the people at dcpr this is not their day job you know department of consumer protection regulates dozens of things
0: of or, the orbit yeah
1: yeah and you so they what? cannot overnight too many
2: that's why made, we need a I, separate
0: cannabis I, commission. Speak a
2: ton, yeah. I speak a ton i speak a ton of this so they definitely now have a separate cannabis section over the last 10 months yep. they have scaled it up and today they came in there was 12 of them Yeah, there was 12 regulators checking out my 7, 000, 700 square foot space there was nice. I was like Man. wow and <laughs> yeah, this is were... their effort to do that and it is somewhat knowledgeable they're all pharmacists which I kind of found interesting that either came from the cannabis space so a lot of them have the current connecticut knowledge and you're a connecticut regulator so you want to know connecticut knowledge but i definitely have to say the dcp has definitely stepped their game up and created a space for just cannabis uh in the past that wasn't what it was because they regulated literally everything and they weren't focused on that but but i from the very thorough inspections they they do for us because they don't let anything go. Um, yeah, well, they got more budget
0: now because of legal weed.
2: Oh yeah, it's I I <laughs> I would I don't know the numbers, but I would say that legal cannabis has definitely contributed to those jobs. Uh, a lot of money coming in in taxes for cannabis. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and the and the general law committee in February when they did a hearing on all the bills that were raised for last year's session, there there were some conversations in front of everybody about you know if you need more funding. You know, I think I think the general law committee and the legislature in general realizes that this is a pretty big lift and they've got a the department has to figure it out and they may need resources to do that. Right. You know, whether or not we're self-funding as an industry towards that effort, I, I don't have any idea. But um, we are collecting tax on 20, 25 million dollars worth. of pro- Well, not quite twenty five, half of that. Right. Because it's only the um it's only the the adult use side. So 12, right. 13, whatever, but that's, that's a start. Um, I, I don't think we're where we want to be even as a state in terms of what we're, we're selling. And, right. you know.
0: Yeah. No, I think we,
1: we,
0: we got a little while to go, but we also only got a little while to go on this show.
2: So, we definitely uh, want to hear if there's any of your socials, any of your handles, anything you're going to be at. Um, any yeah. of those. Yeah. Like share it. Let's get that last roll up. I'm very excited. I know that myself. Uh, as we get open, we would, we're would we going to dedicate some shelf space to you guys because we want to make sure that you guys are front are front and center as another one of the small businesses that's opening up in the cannabis space. Um, so that'll be our commitment to make sure that we Appreciate have that. That, that. You know what I mean? We're talking about it here. We'll make sure that as we open and your brands, we'll make sure
1: you have front and center.
2: But
0: that's please wonderful. share
1: where anything else can anybody yeah, else. Tell us how they can get stuff. a hold of you. Well, right now, right now, it's just Paul at enlightenedfoods.com. Uh, we're going to probably shorten the name a little bit to just Enlightened. And when we light up a website, it'll, it'll be getenlightened.com because we also will be able to make non-food and beverage products because of what happened in the last legislative session. So we're really a full-scale manufacturer. Oh, good, good. And 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 Lou, look, I you know we've talked about this before. I, my goal is to enable connecticut licensees to have their brands in connecticut i'm i'm not having conversations with out-of-state companies about bringing those products into the right neither are we yeah and and but but you know there are retailers who can't have their own i don't know gummies for example happy to make them for you and this is full full p l transparency meaning we work on it together we figure out the split i'm not going to jerk anybody around on price it's going to be what it is Um, the other thing is I think, you know, collaborations, what I'm very interested in are collaborations. I don't understand why when you buy something, you don't know where it was grown. You don't know. I mean, there is a little bit of a listing about what's in there, if it's going to be full spectrum or if it's going to be isolate or whatever, or, or or something like that. But I want to, I want to know, you know, how was it extracted? I want to know, you know, what farmer came from. I want to know what company made it. And I want to be able to have a conversation with the bud tender about where this all came from. So a lot of what we're going to do at enlightened is try to educate people so they can approach the plant in a more holistic way and really step into it the right way. You eat a gummy, it doesn't hit you till later. It becomes 11 hydroxy THC. It is com- something completely different than regular Delta nine. And people oh, don't even oh, understand oh. that.
0: We're getting this sign. So Paul, you also have social media, Instagram. Enlightened Food L L C correct? Yeah, it's it, it, Enlightened
1: Food. Enlightened Food uh, Instagram handle.
0: Okay. Looking right. forward to seeing your products out there. Thank you for coming on the show, Kristen. How do they get in a hold of you? Uh
3: classic Kristen. I mean Instagram and uh LinkedIn.
0: Okay and Sugar Leaf too. On the same Stay that. happy
2: and high, my friends. Stay happy. All right. And
0: high. All right, we'll see you all next week. We got the mushroom people on next week. You can follow me at JoeTheWeedGuy yeah, 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 at GreenAidedMedia and at Cannabis Corner Radio. love y'all. See you next week. Take care now. I was
3: gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. Uh, I could have cheated and I could have passed but I got high. Uh, uh, la, la, I'm taking Da-da-da. it next semester, and I know why, why man, why? Yeah. cause I got high, because I got high, because I got high.